0: The very funny, Emmy Award-winning John Mulaney has a new show, everyone. It is called John Mulaney Presents Everybody's in L.A., a special run of six live episodes created by and starring Mulaney that will stream live on Netflix live during the Netflix is a Joke Fest.
1: Yes, it is a comically unconventional show that will feature special guests. I'm very excited for this. Watch John Mulaney Presents Everybody's in LA debuting May 3rd live at 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time only on Netflix. Love starts with you. You heard me. Show off your personal style with new Pandora jewelry pieces that set a shining example for the world to see. From big feelings to small messages, beautiful hand-finished jewelry from Pandora radiates with your love
0: from every angle. Pandora has a huge selection of rings, bracelets, earrings, necklaces, and charms. There are endless ways to show what's in your heart. Shop now at pandora.net. Pandora, be love. Jenna Fisher. And I'm Angela Kinsey. We were on The Office together. And we're best friends. And now we're doing the Ultimate Office rewatch podcast just for you.
1: Each week, we will break down an episode of The Office and give exclusive behind-the-scenes stories that only two people who were there can tell you. We're The Office ladies.
0: Hello, Angela. Hello, everybody. Hello and hello. Today, we're going to talk about costume contest. Oh, there's lots to discuss. It's Season 7, Episode 6, written by Justin Spitzer and directed by Dean Holland. I loved seeing us in our costumes the whole time. I have lots to share about that penguin. I loved the penguin so much, mm-hmm. particularly in your talking head. Oh. <laughs> the penguin talking head. I have a story, okay. but I'll wait. Okay. Here is your summary, everybody. It is Halloween at Dunder Mifflin, and there is going to be a costume parade. The competition is stiff because the co-workers are vying for a valuable Halloween costume contest prize. And everyone's real excited about it.
1: I mean, there is a buzz about this
0: coupon book. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile... Michael comes to resent Daryl for going over his head with a good idea, and Pam and Jim wonder why did Danny ghost Pam four years ago? They're going to get to the bottom of it. I have lots of thoughts on that storyline. I cannot wait. I'm going to hold on to them until we get there. Well, listen, everyone, today we're going to mix things up a little bit with our Fast Facts. Angela, do you want to share with everyone where we got this week's Fast Fact inspiration? I do. Okay, this is very exciting,
1: you guys. We record at Earwolf. They have a PO box for us that's for fan mail. Jenna and I don't check it. Earwolf checks it. But because of the pandemic, everyone hasn't been back in the office, and mail has been piling up for a long time. And finally, the offices are back open, people are back in, and guess what? They checked our PO box. Yeah. There was so much mail. It like
0: took up a whole little room. It was kind of crazy.
1: And you guys know I go through the physical mail, the snail mail, because I love tangible things, Jenna. I like to touch things in my hands. This is true. You like email. You're much better at it than I
0: am. And you do all the email mail. Because it's divided into grids and folders. Yeah. And it all comes on my computer on a spreadsheet. And mine was just piled up in a room. They put all of our mail in a supply room, and you could barely see Angela behind this mail. (laughs) The stacks of mail were so high, and I looked at her, and I just said, I'm going to stay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to stay. We're going to go through this together. This is this is <laughs> well, like a seven-person job, but we'll do it the two of us. That's
1: right. I was going to stay after and go through it. Then, Jenna, you were like, let's order food. We're going to make a day of this. It actually turned into two days. Yeah. We're not even done. There's still one bin left. But, you guys, we were so moved by all the amazing letters and things that you sent us. Today's Fast Facts are going to be fan mail shout outs. Woohoo! Woo-hoo boo-boo! Boo-boo! I did your bit. You did my bit. Hey, don't take my boo-boo-boo. That's that's a classic. So where should we start? Well, I think we start with how many letters we received. So many lovely letters, cards, graduation announcements, wedding invitations. I think I opened easily, I I don't know, Jenna, maybe 200 wedding invitations, maybe 300. There's so many. I haven't even gotten to all of them.
0: I sat next to Angela while she was opening the wedding invitations, and I want you to know she was genuinely delighted by each and every one. She pointed out details. I know. She took every little card out of every little folder thing. I was very impressed because
1: you guys are real fancy. Some of them, when you open them, had like a little built-in folder for all the important pieces of paper you're going to need. Oh, and then there's this new thing. People put the little scan square thing. You scan it with your phone, and then it tells you all the wedding information. That made me feel old. It made me feel old, too. It's but not a
0: website. It's like a scannable it's thing. like
1: when you go to a restaurant and mm-hmm. it's on the menu, but it's on your wedding invitation now. Also, people are really creative. One had, like, charred edges. Mm-hmm. Like, it looked like someone had lit a flame to it, but it was intentional. Mm-hmm. Very cool.
0: The other thing that you kept showing me, Angela, were all the people who did the little wax stamp. <gasps> yes! You loved a wax stamp. I did! Any invitation with a wax stamp, Angela showed it to me. I did. I was... So if you sent us a wedding invitation with a wax stamp, we both saw it.
1: Yes. I don't know why, guys. I just want to live in ye olden times, and yield in times. No. I get, I get very excited about that. I myself did not do a wax stamp for my wedding, and I have regrets about it. But... The other thing I want to share with you guys is a lot of you had office-themed weddings, and I wanted to share one of
0: them. Oh, okay.
1: Mary Meyer and her fiancé, Justin, from St. Mary's, Pennsylvania, they met in second grade. They remained friends for years. When they were older, they started hanging out more, and a lot of their dates included watching The Office. Jenna, you should know they named their dog Beasley. Oh, After everyone's favorite receptionist, they said... They got engaged at Niagara Falls, and Mary had a, it is your bridal shower, themed bridal shower. The invitation was so cute. I think Jim and Dwight would have been very proud, Mary. If I blur all the personal information, can I put it in Office Lady Stories? Because it's so yeah, cute. Yeah,
0: if you take out, yeah. All the, all the stuff, mm-hmm.
1: right. Mary and Justin, we wish you all the best. Mary, thanks for sharing your bridal shower invitation with us. And you know, Jenna, as much as I love the fancy invites, I also got a real chuckle from a very simple one that we got from Caitlin and Jeremy in Azle, Texas. Caitlin and Jeremy sent us an invitation that just said, in big all caps, free drinks, and in parentheses, and we're getting married. <laughs> <laughs> but the first thing you saw was free drinks. <laughs> and one other thing I want to share is a lot of you wrote in and told us that the office was how you met your significant other. These stories were so sweet and fun, I wanted to share one of them. Okay. Maddie I wrote us a letter and said, To Angela, thank you. Back in 2019, you visited my school, Northern Michigan University. I had been talking to someone for a few months on a dating app, but we had yet to meet. We were both on the shy side. Your Q&A popped up, and we both loved the office, so we decided that this would be our first date. <gasps> I know! Maddie goes on to say, let me tell you, it was perfect. There was no pressure because you did all the talking. <laughs> and we got to laugh at your stories about the office, but also how you accidentally forgot to pack your underwear for the trip. Wait, what? This is a true story, Jenna. I showed up at Northern Michigan University with no underwear.
0: Except for what you had
1: on. Well, yeah. Okay, well, i just so saying. <laughs> I was going to be there three days. Oh, wow. Yeah. And Maddie writes, I hope you found some, by the way. <laughs> After that day, we were inseparable, and now her and I are engaged. Yay! I know! Office
0: Congratulations! Office Meat Cute. That's an Angela Meat Cute. Oh, yeah, I think you created that Meat Cute. I love it. Yay! Well, I want to talk about all the homemade items that we received. Like overwhelmed mm-hmm. with just the generosity and the hand craftsmanship. Just the most thoughtful, most beautiful things. You guys sent us homemade napkins, hand stitched. Yeah. We had candles and bath soaps, pot holders, office themed pot holders that you all made, t-shirts. Mm-hmm. We got homemade jewelry,
1: knit hats. I got a giant cat floaty for my swimming pool. My kids <laughs> are very excited about that. Lots of really beautiful wood crafts cookies, buttons, pins, stickers, and a lot of you really wanted Jenna to have a mug with her face on it, like the one from Kelly's Party. Yes. So you got a few of those, and then a lot of you also wanted me to have a coffee mug that said, it's basically bread that looks like a donut. Yeah. So (laughs) we both have a lot of those coffee mugs.
0: Yeah. Well, we both agreed that we needed to talk about one homemade item in particular, We each got a spectacular quilt from Nancy Schmidt in Minneapolis. She sent these to us back in September of 2021. We just received them, Nancy. They are amazing.
1: Nancy, they are so beautiful. For those of you guys that follow me on Instagram, you know that my mom, Birdie, is an amazing quilter. My grandmother, Lena, was a quilter as well. And Nancy, I have watched both of them spend hours quilting a quilt for someone as a gift. And I know how much time and heart goes
0: into that. It was so moving to me. I love it so much. Well, Nancy sent us a letter where she explained in detail why she chose each fabric that she chose. I mean, so much thought and care goes into Mm -hmm. these quilts. And she said that one of the fabrics that she added reminded her of the palm trees that we said sometimes (laughs) sneak (laughs) into the background of the office. I loved that. And then Nancy also said this in her letter to us. I'll never forget the safety training episode where the two of you dove in and talked about suicide. You saw the necessity of saying something about it, and what you did was both loving and brave. Well, Nancy, thank you for that, and thank you so much for the quilts. Yes, Nancy,
1: I will be using mine all the time. One of the other things I want to talk about, Jenna, is the amazing artists that listen to Office Ladies Pod. Mm Mm-hmm. We got several paintings of Jenna and myself, either as our characters or of ourselves in real life. And I wanted to shout out Ellen, who is 13 years old. She painted a big picture of Jenna and I, plus little ones of our characters. She shared in a letter to us that she loves art and Jane Austen novels and mugs. And Ellen, I want you to know, I love all of those things. In fact, I have a coffee mug with all of the quotes from Pride and Prejudice. (laughs) Don't even get me started on Mr. Darcy.
0: Well, a lot of you also shared with us how the podcast got you through long commutes, or hardships in your life, the pandemic, or how it just kind of kept you company in one form or another. And one of the letters I wanted to highlight was from Dustin M. Dustin said, I am a second-shift custodian for a school, and for about four hours a night, I am alone in the building cleaning. You two keep me company and laughing while at work. He went on to say, I wanted to share a little of my story and my family's story. And he sent us a photo Uh of him and his wife and their two kids. They're gorgeous. Mm -hmm. It was their Christmas Christmas card card from last year. Here's what Dustin said. When you had Ellie Kemper on the show a few weeks ago, it reminded me of how much I loved her storyline with the foster care system and trying to find her parents. My wife and I were foster parents ourselves for a few years and have been lucky enough to adopt both of our beautiful children from the system. Vivi was one when we adopted her. After taking her straight from the hospital, she is now four and a bundle of joy and energy, Not to be outdone is my son, Hank, who was also one when we adopted him after getting him from another foster family when he was four months old. He is currently three and will pick on his sister any chance he gets. He went on to say that he loved the episode where Andy talks about frolfing. (laughs) Dustin actually has a company that sells disc golf equipment. (laughs) Dustin said, we call it disc golf but we love frolfing. Okay. <laughs> and Dustin even named his company V&H Disc Golf after his kids. And then he ended his letter by saying, thank you for spending time with me each week and sharing all the behind-the-scenes stories. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. Thank you, Dustin. Isn't that the sweetest letter? Yes, I love it. Thank you so much for sharing that with us. And he sent us one of his disc golf. Disc. Frisbees. Frisbees, yeah. yeah. The other thing
1: Jenna and I couldn't get over was just how many different places letters and things come from. Now, I know, Jenna, with email, you really get people from all over. But, you know, mail, that takes effort to put something in an envelope, pay for the postage to go out of the country. Yeah. And there were lots of letters that were moving to us. I want to say thank you to Andy J. from the UK who wrote in and said, I've been an Office fan for years and now enjoy listening to Office Ladies whilst driving around for work. He went on to share with us that he makes wooden name plaques, and he sent one to Jenna and myself. Andy, we love them. They're so cute. And guess what? Here's the other thing we want to share with you guys. We now have desks. We have desks. At Earwolf, we each have a desk. We kind of pammed it. We did pam it. Who pammed it? You did. I pammed it. You said, who's sitting at these two empty desks? Can we take them? (laughs) And they
0: said, sure.
1: And then, you guys, all of the beautiful things you sent in, we used to decorate our office space here at Office Ladies. We'll put it in stories, but all of your pictures and paintings and things you sent, we have the cutest nook at Earwolf now.
0: And it has already paid off because we can sit side by side, undisturbed by the distractions of home life and chores and all that. We have like a real... Office space—it's so exciting! It's so exciting. You know what cracks me up, Jenna,
1: is we spent nine years being in fake work booths, sort of side by
0: side through a partition, and now we're we're so excited to be in a real work pause <laughs> desk I area. I didn't even think of that, but it's great because we want to tell you we are currently using our desks to sign copies of the Office BFFs for the holidays. So look out for that.
1: Yeah, it's going to be on officeladies.com. We're going to do a really fun holiday bundle with our book.
0: Well, finally, before we go to break, Taylor E. and Alberta, Canada sent us something I'm very excited about. I'm also not excited about it. I don't know my feelings about it.
1: Taylor, I'm super excited because
0: one of them I have had and the other
1: I have not.
0: Here's what Taylor sent us. Some old Dutch chips. Remember, these were featured in the episode Business Trip. Old Dutch chips were founded in Winnipeg in 1954, and Old Dutch has the uh, crazy flavors. Yes. So here's what we've got here. We've got the dill pickle flavor. It's dill pickle
1: and onion.
0: Oh, boy. hmm And then ketchup. Well, flavored chips i've had the ketchup one so i'm really excited to and you liked that. them i did like it okay and then the last thing she sent us something from ruffles they're called the all dressed chip and taylor thinks that that is a canada specific flavor
1: okay i have not
0: had that let's open them up all right
1: All right, while we're getting
0: ready, I want to say Taylor— Ooh, that's loud. That was very loud. Sorry. Okay. Uh, Let me say before we taste the chips that Taylor also said, quote, living in a fairly rural area in Alberta, I don't ever get to see or meet celebrities or be part of Hollywood. Though, it once made it into our newspaper that Helena Bonham Carter visited a coffee shop in our city. Oh. So it's special to listen to your podcast every week and get a bit of a glimpse into the magic of Hollywood. Taylor, thank you for your letter and thank you for the chips. And I'm going to try what I guess is dill, pickle, and onion. Okay. Sam, Cassie,
1: do you want to try any? Yeah, you
0: want to try these? You want...
1: <laughs> There's a little bit of a reluctant look from Cassie. Okay, how's the dill?
0: <laughs> okay,
1: I'm. <laughs> Give me that pickle one. Oh
0: my God. I don't like it. Okay, drink some water. I don't
1: care for it. Okay, I'm trying dill, pickle, and onion. I like it.
0: What? I like it. Who? What is your. What is, I don't get, it. oh, look at the, look at this, look at that. Would you?
1: Tell them what you're eating.
0: This is ketchup. Uh-huh.
1: Oh, my gosh, if, I wish you could see Jenna's face. <laughs> I have to take a picture of your face. Oh, <laughs> Pass them
0: over to me. Huh? Who would eat this willingly? Oh, my god! Again, I like it. Oh, boy. Okay, I need Sam and Cassie to try these. Sam, oh, wait, who's? Who's in the booth with Sam and Cassie? That's Phil. Hi, That's Phil. That's Phil Rosenthal. Oh, my gosh. Hello. Phil. Oh, Phil. Would you, would you like You're it? a food guy. Yes. Yeah. You have a whole podcast about food. Yes, you do. It's, it's my life. Okay, come here. Have come you ever here. had old Dutch chips? They are Canadian, and they have these crazy flavors. Have a
1: seat. Phil Rosenthal. What am I eating?
0: You're eating dill, dill, pickle dill pickle and pickle. onion.
2: Cornishons and ranch. It sounds very fancy.
1: Thoughts? Not terrible. Okay, she hated this it. Is, I love it. You that
2: one.
1: Yep, I loved it. <laughs> I did. I would eat that
0: <clears> whole bag. <throat> but I hated this more. Okay, okay. No, this is just know. called
2: ketchup. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. I feel like we're getting a real food connoisseur's opinion I now. Yeah. <laughs> what do, what you, do you, think? you think? Why are you laughing? You,
2: that's not so good.
0: <laughs> oh, thank oh, you. I liked thank it. You.
2: How many others do you have? We okay. have one more. Oh, I've had these all dressed. Yeah, you have. Spell, say that in French. You're, you're fancy. A oh, nice. Alsacien.
0: Alsacien. Oh,
1: comme oh, dit on, Alsacien, I'm just doing. I'm just doing <laughs> you're my just my doing French trick. <laughs> yeah. Okay, let's try it.
2: Those are good. You would eat those? No, you don't like it. Look at her you face. know what? I, I know. I see your face. I,
1: I, I took I a picture just Clearly, her face. should not be Canadian. Okay, look um, look at her face trying the ketchup one. This I might make your new contact uh, photo for my phone.
0: Oh, that's adorable. You really hate it. <laughs> Here's the thing: I do not like vinegar, so I don't um, like the um. What is that chip we do here? Salt, salt vinegar. vinegar. Yeah, I don't care for it. No. Okay.
2: And so. Do you like chips and dip? Do you put? I um, love, I like love onion dip. And yep, kind of
0: I dip. love a French onion dip. I love a French onion chip. Just don't need to add a dill pickle to it. And then whatever's happening there with the ketchup is a no for me as well. I would eat all of these.
2: But that you can—they're like now not yours. Like a fake ketchup taste. It's not like a real ketchup.
1: I know, Phil. <laughs> don't judge. I can judge a little. Give me all the the fakey salty stuff.
2: You know why I'm thrilled to see both is because I want to invite you onto our podcast, Naked Lunch.
0: Now, we get to eat on your podcast, right?
2: You get a real lunch, not just chips like you're giving me. Uh, We get a full lunch.
0: To to be fair, we didn't know you were stopping (laughs) by.
2: No excuse. You should always have lunch ready for anyone who might stop by.
1: (laughs) So true, Phil. Phil, thank you so much for stopping in to, to eat chips. We're gonna go to break, but let's tell everyone about your podcast, Naked Lunch. It's on the Stitcher. Naked Lunch. It's, it's on so We are all Stitcher. together. Look,
2: we have the same mugs. We have we the do. same mugs. Yes.
1: Check out Phil's
0: podcast, Naked Lunch, with Jen David and I. Wild. Yes, where with people Wild. eat full meals. Will you come? Delicious meals. Yes. Yes. We'll we'll come. You promise we'll not promote. to serve me anything in this area.
2: In the chip, in the fake, no fake ketchup.
0: Chip yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Area. No, we get lunch from. It can be a surprise for you, or you get to pick where you want lunch from.
1: I get it for you. Oh, my gosh. You know this we love a this free is a meal. gig. We will be there. <laughs>
2: <laughs> there is such a thing as a free lunch. Ladies, I love you. Love you. Thanks, Goodbye.
0: Phil. Goodbye. Thanks, Phil. Bye.
1: <laughs> Those of you that are huge, Everybody Loves Raymond fans know Phil because he created that with Ray Romano. That's right. He also had a show on Netflix called Somebody Feed Phil, and now he has the podcast Naked Lunch. Which I guess, Jenna, we're going to go on and eat.
0: <laughs> I love free food, lady. I'm there. <laughs> you never know who you're going to run into here at Earwolf. Ran I ran into Matt Besser the other day, comedian Matt Besser. Yeah. I did the movie Walk Hard with him. It's fun having a desk here. It really is. And people are back in the office. Mm-hmm. Well, listen, thank you from the bottom of our hearts for all of the things you sent. We're going to stay on top of our mail now, I think, a little better. Yes. And really, What a wonderful two days that was opening up all of the mail, Angela. It put me in such a good mood, and I loved feeling so connected to all of you all.
1: Oh, same, Jenna. Same. We love you guys. Thank you so much for taking the time out to reach out to us.
0: And we'll be back after this break with Costume Contest. So this winter... it is so user-friendly, so easy to use, we are not tech people, and we could not be happier with our experience. Head to Squarespace.com for a free trial, and when you're ready to launch, go to Squarespace.com slash OfficeLadies to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. When it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't
1: search. Match with Indeed. Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed to connect with candidates faster by scheduling, screening, and messaging. And Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. 23 hires were made on Indeed every minute, according to Indeed data worldwide. And listeners of this show will get a seventy five dollar sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com slash office ladies. Just go to indeed.com slash office ladies right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash office ladies. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This episode is gonna start with a cold open where everyone is Well, they're kind of pranking Stanley because he's oblivious.
0: Yeah, he goes to take a sip of his coffee, but he drinks some orange juice from Jim's coffee mug instead, and he doesn't seem to notice the difference.
1: This sets off a whole bunch of everyone in the office just acting strange around him to see if he will notice. I do have a question. What is it? Why is Jim drinking
0: orange juice out of a coffee mug? This was my question. I was like, of all the ridiculous things in this cold open, to me, that is the most strange. (laughs) I know. I mean, sure, Andy has no shirt on, and and Kevin is dressed like Phyllis, but orange juice in a coffee mug, Jim? I do like the taste of orange juice in a coffee mug. There are certain things I like drinking from a mug. I like the taste of milk from a mug instead of a glass. Don't you find that the different container gives something to the liquid? I do, and I think uh, orange juice in a coffee mug is disgusting. <laughs> but <laughs> it's I such strong feeling. But I also
1: like <laughs> fake ketchup potato chips, so what do I know?
0: I have a little tidbit from Randy Cordray at the very end of this Cold Open as Stanley's walking out. Is it about the pony? It's about the pony. You know that was from Bob Dunn's Animals. Mm-hmm. Our go-to animal folks, and the pony's name was Bonsai.
1: Bonsai. Mm-hmm. I had a Shetland pony. Are they big? No, they're tiny. Are they as tiny as the tiny pony in the cold open? Yes. Oh. Some people let them in their house. I think Rain Wilson has a Shetland pony that walks about his house. I think you're right. Yeah. The show opens with everyone in very festive Halloween attire. They've really
0: gone all out this time. Like, truly. The costumes have gone all out, the decor, the prize for the contest will get there. Yeah. And Jenna, yes.
1: Are you ready for a costume breakdown?
0: Oh. Oh, and with music, Sam, I'm liking this. Thank you, Sam.
1: I looked at the shooting draft. Here's how they describe everyone. Oscar is a disco guy. Angela is a penguin. Stanley is a samurai. Phyllis is Supreme Court justice Elena Kagan. Creed is a mummy. Kevin is the filmmaker Michael Moore. Aaron is wearing a quote grotesque horror costume with a full latex mask. Michael is dressed as the SNL character, MacGruber. Andy is Bill Compton from True Blood. Pam is olive oil. Dwight is the Scranton strangler. Gabe is Lady Gaga. Daryl is a vampire. Toby is a hobo clown. And in parentheses, it says, a basic costume. Oh. (laughs) Ryan is Justin Bieber. And Kelly is Snooki from the reality TV show, Jersey Shore. And Meredith is a waitress. I think maybe Sookie from True Blood. I'm not sure. Bob Vance is Dirty Harry. Hmm. Remember, Clint Eastwood, Dirty Mm -hmm. Harry. Todd Packer is a pregnant nun, although that isn't in the script. Oh. I don't know if they they added that. And Jim does not have a costume.
0: Danny Cordray does not have a costume.
1: And in the course of this episode, five office workers will change costumes. Five? Yes. Oh, Kelly, Angela, Oscar, Michael, and well, Jim. Oh yes, of course. Mm-hmm. Oh. Okay, so Jenna, I have to ask you, have you ever gone all out for Halloween? Because I kind of know your usual look. I've seen it.
0: Yeah. I usually just do Halloween themed clothing. So I've got a skeleton shirt. Mm-hmm. I've got my earrings that I wear. They're a little mummy and a little Frankenstein. Mm-hmm. But I did go all out one year. I really went all out. And I even got Lee to dress up with me. And he is, like, even less of a dresser-upper. In fact, this storyline with Jim and Pam of Pam wanting Jim to dress up reminded me of this. What what, what was it? A few years ago, Lee and I were Mary Berry and Paul Hollywood from the Great Great British British (laughs) Baking Show. (laughs) I remember that. It was so fun. We had the best time. I need pictures. We can definitely post a picture. But that, I would say, especially in recent memory, is the most all-out I've ever gone. I feel like you're more of the costume person. You guys will do a whole thing. You've got several costumes from target you've got your donut that i've seen you wear a lot i
1: I will say i'm not someone that creates a whole cool costume and sews stuff and does elaborate stuff i will just throw a donut over my own clothes yeah and i'm usually a donut and josh is a coffee Mm -hmm. that's how we one year we were eggs and bacon i don't know why we have all these breakfast themes but i have to ask
0: you when you were mary berry and paul hollywood did people know who you guys were When we posted the picture on Instagram, people knew, but in real life, I'm not sure.
1: Okay. (laughs) Because one year when I was a kid, probably, I don't know if I was around eight or nine, I went all out on a Halloween costume and no one knew who I was. I'm still tickled that my mom was so supportive of this because I'm sure my mom was like, what? Do you remember this SNL character Gilda Radner would do called Rosanne Roseanne, Roseanne, Danna? Yeah. She had a wig that went way out on either side of her head. It was like a big triangle. Yeah, a black triangle wig. She wore bright red lipstick and like a little suit. And she'd be like, I'm Rosanne Roseanne, Roseanne, Danna," And that's who I wanted to be for Halloween. So my mom got me a little suit and the triangle wig and bright red lipstick. And I think three people knew who I was. How
0: old were you? I was like nine. You are a nine-year-old Roseanne, rosanna Diana, rosanna Rosanna-Danna-Danna. Rosanna-Rosanna-Danna. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I know. I know. I mean, it kind of says everything you need to know about me. It really does.
0: <laughs> well, speaking of another SNL character, Michael is dressed as MacGruber, and he is disarming a bomb. Yeah. A really cute talking head. He's doing a whole
1: bit. I had to look up MacGyver because, you know, MacGruber is based on MacGyver. MacGyver was a TV show. Oh, I watched MacGyver.
0: I mean, he I can did too. He can do amazing things with like a paper clip and some <laughs> chewed gum and like a stick.
1: I had to look up MacGyver just to refresh my memory, Jenna, and this tickled me. On MacGyver's Wikipedia page, they list his most used items in each show. Are you ready? The things he
0: uses to like disarm a bomb or yes. like get into a car? Yes. Oh, please.
1: MacGyver's most used items are... Swiss Army knife. And he usually carries a roll of duct tape in his back pocket, but he's flattened it out to make it fit. Okay. I mean, I need to see a picture of that. Other items he always has on hand, an ID card, a Timex camper watch, Strike Anywhere matches, a few paper clips, chewing gum, flashlight, and a toolbox in his Jeep.
0: Okay. That was why I said paper clip and And chewing gum. gum. I know. That's what we all remember. (laughs) But when you listed those things, it actually doesn't sound as amazing, everything he could do. I mean, he had a full Swiss Army knife and a toolbox and some duct tape. I mean, who can't do amazing things with those three things? Now, hold up. The toolbox
1: is in his car.
0: Oh, so he has to get all the way back there. But you
1: know what he always has? What? Gum, Swiss Army knife, and a smushed duct tape in his pocket.
0: Hmm. Well, okay. I'll be impressed. (laughs) Well, now Pam has her talking head. She's dressed as olive oil. She's telling us that there is an excitement in the office because she has a prize for the best costume. And everyone's excited about it. The prize is the 2011 Scranton Wilkes-Barre coupon book worth over $15,000 in savings. Pam is really (laughs) animated in this episode. (laughs) I want you to know that Pam had an alternate talking head. Mm. And it was really fun to me. Was it the candy bag? Was it in the candy bag? Yes. And I remember doing it, and that's why I wanted to bring it up. Here it is. Pam could have said, Everyone is bringing their A-game to the costume contest in order to win the super awesome prize, this coupon book. Okay, wait. Is it coupon or coupon? I say coupon. Coupon. Anyway, people will go nuts for these, and I got my hands on one. It's worth $15,000 in savings, page after page of cute. Wait, do I say it like that? Have I ever said that word out loud before? (laughs) That was her talking head, was trying to figure out if she says coupon or coupon. So I was going to ask you, how do you say it? I say coupon. You say coupon. Yes, my husband loves a coupon, so... You know, well, there's I, always a coupon for something. Well, I can confirm in this episode, there are three people who say this word. You are one of them, and you do say coupon. Woohoo! Oscar says this word twice, he says coupon. And interestingly enough, Pam says this word three times, and she also says coupon. However, in 2011, Coupons.com did a poll to see how English-speaking people pronounce this word, and 57% of people say coupon. Where do they live? Okay, primarily in the South and on the coasts. Coupon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then Cambridge University did a study on how English people pronounce it, and that data showed that 61% of people say coupon. So I think we need our own poll. Coupon or coupon? Coupon. All right, where are we? Well, Dwight is the Scranton Strangler and he's going to sneak up behind Jim. Oh,
1: I have a question about this. What is it? Dwight sees Pam and thinks she's mocking his mother. Right. Right? Mm Mm-hmm. He says that Pam is only a third as beautiful as his mom and half her height. Mm Mm-hmm. How tall is Dwight's mom? Very
0: tall. How tall are you, Jenna? I'm 5'6". Oh, my gosh. (laughs) That is hilarious. I loved this olive oil costume, I'd like to say. I had the best time. Alicia Raycraft, our costume designer, did all the costumes with her team for this episode. I thought they did a great job. Fantastic job, job, Alicia. She built my olive oil costume from scratch, and she even sent me my fitting photo of (gasps) me with with all the pins in it. So we'll have to post that. That's awesome. I know. And I loved the whole wig and all the everything. It was great.
1: The wig... Would kind of bounce a little, Mm -hmm. like
0: the olive oil ponytail would kind of fliffly, fliffly. The only problem was that at lunch, I couldn't lay down Mm -hmm. because they didn't want to take the wig on and off. Once it was on, it was on. And so I couldn't put my head back even on, like, the couch
1: or anything. Yeah, that was my problem when I had to be the nurse because they bobby-pinned that thing into my head, Mm -hmm. the little
0: hat. Pam really wants Jim to wear a Popeye costume
1: Yeah, she wants the whole family to be dressed up. He's not doing it.
0: You know, he's not much of a costume guy. No. You know who is a costume guy? Apparently Gabe. Gabe goes all out as Lady Gaga. Yeah. We had a fan catch from Kayla M. in Washington, D.C. Hi, ladies. I was watching Community Season 2, Episode 26, and Dean Pelton was dressed up as Lady Gaga. This reminded me of the time the Gabe dressed as Lady Gaga in Costume Contest, so I decided to look up the air dates for both episodes, and they premiered on the same night, and they're dressed almost identically. That's hilarious. I looked up the pictures. Kayla's not the first person to notice this because all over Reddit, there are these screenshots side-by-side of these two characters from the same night. Will you send me that?
1: I sure will. Well, Gabe is holding a meeting with all of the sales team, and he announces that the warehouse workers are now going to be able to make sales during their deliveries and that they will split the commissions with the sales team. This is actually really good news. You
0: know, the sales team doesn't seem to like this, but I thought it sounded pretty good because you'd almost have this surrogate salesperson out selling on your route, maybe being able to tap into a need that you wouldn't know about well, there's a really funny deleted scenes that's on the DVD where Michael
1: is annoyed by this, you know? mm mm-hmm. He feels like somehow they're—it's like they feel like somehow something's going to be taken away from them. So Michael makes this big speech, and he says, would you rather have 50% of something or 100% of nothing? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and, and everyone's like, well, when you put it that way, like, Stanley's like, oh, yeah, that's this is like passive income for me, Yeah.
0: And Dwight's like, that's
1: not helping Michael.
0: <laughs> well, next, Michael is going to enter Daryl's office. And he's going to say to Daryl, hey, this idea is a lot like one you came to me with a while ago that I kind of squashed. And he's like, I blew it. I'm sorry. Yeah. But Daryl is like, it's all right. We're cool. It's it's fine. I'm glad they're doing it. But, you know, that's not where this story is going to end. No, it's not.
1: In the kitchen... Everyone is really excited about this coupon book. Mm-hmm. And Oscar is the only person all day long that is like, you guys, you realize this coupon book isn't actually worth $15,000,
0: yes. you know? He's the only person who seems to understand how a coupon book works, yeah. which is that first you have to purchase something to get the savings. Yeah. It's only worth what Pam paid for it. These coupon books cost money. Do you yeah. Did you have these when you were growing up? We had these for fundraisers. Oh, yeah. And I loved looking through them Mm -hmm. because you'd be like, oh, I can get free fries at McDonald's. Or you can get like buy one, get one free ticket to Six Flags. Yeah.
1: Well, Danny is going to invite everyone to his bar. Super cute Danny Cordray
0: co-owns a bar. I'm not attracted to it. I'm not. I'm not attracted to Danny Cordray, bar owner, with the... Super ironic name, public school, you know Oscar doesn't seem impressed either. Oscar <laughs> loves it. He goes, public school that's hilarious. A plus I felt like he was being snarky.
1: No, no, you I, think that's genuine? I went to the script and the the stage direction is that Oscar is like clearly like trying to flirt. <laughs> Oh, like he's enamored? <laughs> yes, he's enamored. And then as he says, it's hilarious.
0: Then he's like embarrassed. And then he's like, A plus. And he kind of backs away. Well, let me say, that makes sense to me. But I think he's faking his admiration of the bar to flirt. I think down deep, Oscar and I feel the same way. Okay.
1: <laughs> well, I wanted to know if there really is a public school bar. I went online. And Jenna, there is a public school restaurant and bar in Sherman Oaks. Not too far from where
0: we filmed. Oh, my gosh. Is, I wonder if that's where they got the name. Because there's not one in Scranton, right? There's not. I looked. What kind of stuff do they serve? Looks like bar
1: food. American fare? Yeah. All right. There you go. There is a public school bar. Next up, there's some gossip in the break room.
0: <laughs> there really
1: is. I mean, just people just chitty-chatting about Jim and Pam and Danny Cordray. They clearly needed a little drama. They needed something.
0: Everyone is still stuck on the fact that Pam dated Danny. Yeah. They're, like, discussing, is Pam going to choose Jim or Danny? She's married and has a child with Jim. They went to the wedding. (laughs) They're happy. Like, what is going on? Dwight interrupts everyone and says, listen, Pam will choose whichever guy sent most matches that of her father.
1: And then he's like, does anyone know what her dad smelled like?
0: And Phyllis seems like she's going to start to remember what Pam's dad smelled like.
1: Oh my gosh. Angela,
0: did you look up something about pheromones and dating? Did you? Well, I recalled a study that I read about years ago. Uh-huh. About women and the scent of a man that they are most attracted to. Uh-huh. And so I looked up the details to make sure I remembered it correctly, and I did. Do you want to hear it? I mean, I really do. Okay. Give me all the men scent info. Okay. So in general, women really do seem to pick their mate based on smell, as do other animals. This is a thing. Okay. You have these genes called the major histocompatibility complex or MHC, and those genes, I guess, play a role in your immune system and fighting disease, and this is what we're smelling for. We're smelling men for their MHC gene. Okay. So they did a study at the University of Liverpool. Okay. They recruited 110 women between the ages of 18 and 35, and they gave these women T-shirts, that men had worn overnight, and it had different men's scents on them. The women never saw what the men looked like. They just smelled the shirts, and then they had to rate them on their pleasantness, like which ones were you most attracted to? And they asked the women, based on the smell, who would you most pick as a long-term partner? Right. Okay. Which T-shirt are you picking? They found that the women tended to be attracted to people with an MHC that was dissimilar to their own. And they concluded that's because it would be beneficial to mate with someone who is most genetically different from you because you're less likely to share genetic defects that you would pass along to your children. Oh, my God, the body is so cool! Isn't that crazy? That's cool. But here's what they were really studying during this test. What? There's a twist? There's a twist. What are you talking about? These ladies just signed up to smell t shirts. Well, they wanted to test the effect of birth control pills on our ability to smell out a good mate. <gasps> so at first, none of the women were taking birth control. And they could smell better? They could smell out a mate that was dissimilar from them. And then when they got on birth control,
1: mm-hmm. it changed. It dulled their senses
0: or something? It changed who they were attracted to. Oh. Suddenly, women were attracted to the smells of men who were more genetically similar. In general, the effects of the study said if you meet someone while taking birth control and then you stop it, or if you meet someone not taking birth control and you start it, it might affect your attraction to them because you smell different. You're attracted to a different thing. That's fascinating. There was a study in Psychological Science of 365 couples that found that women who went on the pill during a relationship were now suddenly less sexually satisfied than women who had been consistently on the pill or never on the pill. All right, but here is the other thing. Of course, I had to Google this thing that Dwight says about Pam picking the person who smells most like her father. That's where I thought you were going. Well, if you can believe it, there was another study, another t-shirt-smelling study. New ladies came in and smelled some new t-shirts. This was published in the medical journal Nature Genetics. This study Uh found out something new.
1: What? New t-shirt-smelling info.
0: Yes, women were attracted to men who were genetically different. However, Mm. it found that they were attracted To men who were genetically similar in one way, otherwise different. Do you know uh, what the one way was? I have no idea. They smelled like their fathers. (gasps) That's right. The T-shirts they loved most were worn by men who also had the same MHC, genetic, code, smell, disease-fighting genetics as their dads. Well, Dwight... You got it right. He got it right. I guess Jim smells like Pam's dad. Yeah. And thank you to all the ladies who smelled shirts. And to the men who wore them, who were not allowed to smoke, use cologne, deodorant, have sex, or eat certain foods during the experiment. We thank you. Everyone go home and smell your mate.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, this is going to lead to a Jim and Pam talking head. Where we learn that four years ago, while Jim was in Stanford dating Karen, Pam went on two dates with Danny Cordray. Mm Mm-hmm. And you know what? It wasn't a big deal. They had two dates. No big deal.
0: Right? Yeah. He didn't call her back. Whatever.
1: Yeah. Well, this isn't sitting well with Andy and Kevin.
0: No. For some reason, they think that they can't go to Danny's party at public school. Because they need to show support for Jim and Pam. Yeah. And they're really bummed because they don't get invited to a lot of parties, you guys. They don't. This Kevin and Andy talking head has a lot of tooth play. Did you see the tooth play? The fake teeth in and out? The in and out. Andy, as this vampire character. Bill Compton. That's mm-hmm. right, from True Blood. Yeah. He is going to use those plastic Dracula teeth Like nobody's business. In every scene, they're in, they're out. They're in, they're out. I wanted to find out who invented the plastic Dracula teeth. (laughs) I went down a rabbit hole, and I never found out. We'll never know. I don't know who invented them. You can get them everywhere, though. That I did find out. We already knew that. Well, I
1: think we should go to break, because when we come back, Madge from the warehouse is going to make a sale. Yeah. And Michael really wants everyone to congratulate Daryl. He really does. And we're going to find out some information. Oh.
0: Viator is a tool you can use to plan and book travel experiences around the world. The Viator app and website make it easy to explore over 300,000 travel experiences so you can discover what's out there no matter where you're traveling or what you're interested in. Viator can help you plan better travel experiences because there are so many things to choose from. You can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. And Viator offers 24-7 customer service. So you can get support at any hour if things aren't going as planned, plus free cancellation for anything that is unexpected. And check out Real Traveler Reviews to get insider information from people who've already been on the experiences that you're considering. They have
1: so many great travel experiences. I have my eye on this river rafting trip that I want to do
0: this summer. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find the perfect travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp.
1: You know, we all carry around different stressors. Some are big, some are small. I know I keep mine kind of bottled up, and it can start to
0: affect us. Well, therapy is a safe place to get things off your chest and figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. If you're thinking of starting therapy,
1: give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible,
0: and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. You can finally get a chance to talk about all those stressors. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com OfficeLadies today to get 10% off your first month.
1: That's BetterHelp. H-E-L-P dot com slash OfficeLadies.
0: Well, we are back, and like Angela said before the break, Jim has announced that Madge from the warehouse just made her first sale. Well, Michael feels bad because he feels like Daryl has never gotten credit for this idea, and clearly the idea is going well. So he asks Aaron to call Daryl on speakerphone. Oh boy, why was that so hard for Aaron? Well, it's like Pam said; like she was able to call him, she, she just can't hang up. Yeah. She's like, same button you pressed before. Aaron ends up sitting on the phone to try to hang it up. Well, Daryl reluctantly comes
1: out, and Michael really blames corporate that they stole this idea from Daryl. And Gabe is like, no, no, corporate didn't steal anything. Daryl told me the idea. I took it to corporate, giving Daryl full credit. hmm And they liked his
0: idea. In fact, let's give Daryl that round of applause. Yeah. Now Michael is mad that Daryl went over his head. He's peeved. (laughs) That's right. Dwight tells Michael that this kind of behavior is going to make his job obsolete. Like if people can just go around Michael straight to corporate, then what is Michael's job really? This is going to make Michael spiral out. Meanwhile, Kevin is going to walk up to Danny Cordray at the water cooler, and he's going to smack him on the butt. Did you catch that?
1: I did. That's I, how
0: he gets his attention.
1: Yeah, I did. And I also caught Timothy Oliphant as Danny looking back at him like, "What? what's
0: happening? What, what are you doing? They need his attention because Andy and Kevin are going to explain that as much as they would like to come to public school for this party, they're going to bow out. Because Jim and Pam asked them not to go, is what they say.
1: Danny's going to talk to Jim and Pam, but Kevin's like, don't say me and Andy talk to you.
0: Or we'll kill you.
1: Or you'll be dead.
0: Yeah, I mean, what is going on?
1: Kelly is going to arrive back to work in a new costume. It's very elaborate. I looked in the shooting draft, and here's what it said. Kelly walks in with some shopping bags. She is an elaborate,
0: sexy clown. That's what it is. I wondered. I thought maybe she was being a pop star from a music video or something. She's an
1: elaborate sexy clown. Okay. She also shares about how much she spent on this costume. It's in deleted scenes. Let's hear it. My costume cost $600.
2: If I had the coupon book, it would have cost 20% less than that, which is why I need that coupon book.
0: By the way, we have another coupon. (laughs) No
1: one has said coupon. Well, now Angela is peeved. She says, Kelly, you cannot change costumes in the middle of the day. Pam, she's out. This leads to a back and forth where Oscar jumps in. I want you guys to know I improvise the line. Yeah, shut it, Oscar. Pam? Nice. And I also wanted to share with you guys, we could not get through my talking head in this penguin costume.
0: <laughs> I can see why. It's so funny. The You're pe- such an angry penguin. You're so mad. The penguin costume was so incredibly comfortable, but the way the beak
1: went up and over my forehead Mm kind of limited my side vision. So even when I turn to you, when I say shut it, Oscar, Pam, if you look at how I turn, it looks like I have a crick in my neck. But it's just the way the (laughs) penguin head set on my forehead. Anyway, Dean and I were cracking up so much in this talking head. I kind of felt like we had to hear it. Yay. This is an amazing prize. I mean, I don't even want to give Pam a compliment because she's so ugh, but she did a good job. I really
0: want that coupon book. I love when you're like, the blech. She's so <laughs>
1: <laughs> That was so much fun to do. I loved that penguin costume. It was like wearing pajamas all day. Minus the way the head fit, everything else was <laughs> awesome.
0: <laughs> well, next up, uh, Dwight is... What is he doing? He's throwing magnets away in the trash. He doesn't like magnets that are too busy, that have too much going on. Yeah, they're interesting enough. You don't have to tart them up with some design. At 10 minutes 33 seconds, I'd like to point out a personal Halloween decoration. What? I have the same spooky spider that's hanging over the table in the kitchen. I decorate with it every Halloween. (laughs) Spooky spider.
1: Michael is watching a conversation between Kevin and Gabe. It's pretty animated, and Michael is just freaking out. He thinks everyone is going over his head, around his head. What do you? What do you also say? What do you call when someone takes you from the back? And Dwight's like, "No, no, no." Oh yeah, what is it? What's take take them from behind? behind yeah. Yes. Michael thinks everyone's going to Gabe behind his back,
0: so he storms in to this conversation and really lays into Kevin. Kevin is so upset and apologetic. Shout out to Brian Baumgartner, who crushed this moment. I agree. He's such a good performance. So good. It turns out that he was just suggesting some Lady Gaga moves. But in the future, he'll tell Michael 1st
1: Mm-hmm. There's a really great robot move he was going to show him.
0: Yeah. And Michael's
1: like, just don't let it happen again. And Kevin is like, no way, Jose. <laughs> yeah. I did look in the shooting draft. The f*** you, Gabe, was not in the script.
0: I suspected it was not. And the reason why is because they cut out of that so fast yeah. because I'm sure everyone <laughs> cracked up after he did it. Yep. Next up, we're in the conference room with Danny, Jim, and Pam. And they're just having a big laugh over this crazy notion that Jim and Pam wouldn't want people to go to his party.
1: Jenna, you are so great in this scene. You are so good in it. I rewatched it a few times. I even recorded it. When you <laughs> when you say, uh, no, actually, it was two dates. We had a plan for a third. We have to hear it. It's too good.
0: It was two. Was it two? I thought it was three. No, we... Um had plans for a third, but then I don't know. You never called me back. So. <laughs> <laughs> <You can't understand. laughs> well, that does not sound like me. <laughs> yeah, it was though.
1: That's what happened. <laughs> <laughs> so awkward. But you do that thing. You and I do this in real life sometimes when things are awkward. We go, well, somebody didn't bring their homework today. Yes,
0: exactly.
1: <laughs> it's like, uh oh, I feel uncomfortable. I guess I shouldn't have backed into your car, but it, but (laughs) it, It was not in the shooting draft stage direction for you to be sing-songy or do any of that. That was all your choice, and I thought it was fantastic. Aw, thank
0: you, lady. Yeah, well, there's one other time
1: I love. I'll bring it up later. You're so
0: good. You're so good in this episode. I really loved it. I have to say, I found Pam absolutely adorable in this episode, and I'm very, very proud of my performance. If I could toot my own horn for a moment, and I'll use a voice to do it. Toot it.
1: (laughs) Well, Michael is going to confront Daryl. He says the chain of command is crumbling.
0: He just made Kevin cry. Yeah. And Daryl says, I'm sorry you're upset. And then Michael is like, well, thank you for your apology. I'd like this apology in front of everyone. And Daryl says, I'm not apologizing to you. Yeah, he's like, you made a bad call. Yeah. And I fixed it. There is a line in this scene that I thought could go on a Halloween mug. You tell me if you like it, Angela. Okay. It's a Michael Scott quote. Halloween should be a day in which we honor monsters and not be mad at each other. (laughs) That's a good one. Right? And then it has like little monster people on it. Mm Mm-hmm. Little Frankenstein and a mummy and everything. Mm Mm-hmm. It's cute, right? I like it. Thank you. Well, one of my favorite
1: lines from the whole entire episode is coming up. What's that? It made me laugh so hard. Is it Ryan? No. Oh. Andy says, Suke, which is a character name on True Blood. And then he takes out his teeth and says, Bill Compton from True Blood. He says that to Stanley. <laughs> Stanley looks at him and says, how many frickin' vampires am I supposed to care about these days?
0: I loved that line. That was so good. This is very similar to the person who doesn't want to give a standing ovation. Yeah.
1: How many vampires? Seriously? (laughs) Well, we have our second costume change. Oscar has taken off his disco guy ensemble. Mm -hmm. And he is now just a rational consumer.
0: Mm -hmm. He's so proud of this. He does. And that's when Ryan has his snarky line. So much Ryan snark. Yeah. He's like, yeah, I heard
1: you say it to Phyllis. It's a great line. It's a good one. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Pam is going to start passing out the ballots for the costume contest, and she explains that you cannot vote for yourself. hmm That's how this is going to work. We're going to have our
1: third costume change. Michael is going to show up dressed as a warehouse worker.
0: He has Daryl's shirt on. He's Daryl. Yeah. And he's a jerk. Yeah. Pam says this is a bad idea. When has this ever worked for you? That's a line I appreciated.
1: Michael says never. <laughs> He's so bummed out that Daryl went behind his back to Gabe, and he's just acting like an asshole. He really is. The costume parade contest begins. I want you guys to know, if you go to the DVD on Deleted Scenes, there's an extended cut of this, and you see pretty much every single person do the catwalk.
0: I think that this was based on our real-life costume contest that we did every Halloween with our crew. Yeah. And I recently got a picture of me and Vartan judging the Halloween costume contest. One year I got to be the guest judge. He would always judge and he would have a guest judge and I got to do it. And I'll give that to you, Angela, so you can post it. It's really cool.
1: I love it. Well, we're going to have our fourth costume change, which is Angela has gone from the penguin to the sexy nurse. She has a talking head where she says, I don't like your tone. Look, they were sold out of all the other costumes, okay? I think we all live in the real world here. Let's not pretend to be unaware of what sells in this office.
0: Let me say as your best friend, being on set with you while you wore that costume. It was very skimpy. I kind of can't believe it made it on the air. <laughs> it um, was you were wearing like nothing. I truly could not bend over. No. I had little
1: mesh biker shorts on because yes. didn't want to, you know, ruin the mystery. I had little high heels on and these like stockings, a tiny little dress. And then Alicia brought me a box of um, the chicken cutlet boobs, you know? Yep. And we played with a few different sizes. I want you to know the first size that they had for me, I would have looked like Dolly Parton. (laughs) (laughs) I love you, Dolly. I wasn't ready to be
0: full Dolly Parton. I said, can we scale back on the cutlet size? Well, the very odd thing was that they recycled the nurse costume. Yeah. The same costume that Jackie DeBotten wore when she held up the big check for science. Yeah.
1: It was the exact same one. I think they just had to trim the length a Mm -hmm. little for me.
0: Well, they trimmed it too much. They might have. They really did. It was so short.
1: I will tell you that Kim Ferry, who did my hair on the show, we had so much fun because I got to have like fun, sassy hair. Yeah. And just so you know, I would take the penguin costume over that any day because the penguin costume was like wearing a sleeping bag. There were so many different costumes at Dunder Mifflin, Jenna. It made me curious. What was the most popular Halloween costume last year? Oh, so I went and looked it up. I was a lady who Googled. We did a lot of Googling in this. We episode. really did. Here was the top ten according to Google Trends: Frightgeist Halloween costumes of two thousand twenty-one. Okay. Number one, witch. Number two, rabbit. Number three, dinosaur. Number four, Spider-Man. Number five, Cruella Deville, Number six, fairy. Number seven, Harley Quinn. Number eight, cowboy. Number nine, clown. Number 10, Chucky. Wow. Yeah. What was number two? Rabbit. Rabbit.
0: Uh mm-hmm. huh. That one came out of left field for me.
1: I know. More Halloween festivities are happening now. A few folks are playing with the Ouija board by front reception, and Michael's determined to make a ghost call Daryl an ass. hmm And
0: then in the conference room, folks are bobbing for apples. We have a fan catch from Emily H. in Tennessee that is so amazing. It's about this apple bobbing scene. Okay. Emily said, I thought my eyes were playing tricks on me, but I'm not making this up, in all caps. All throughout this episode, Meredith is wearing a blonde wig. But in the opening credits, starting with Goodbye Michael, I believe, the scene in which Aaron is bobbing for apples is used, and it shows Meredith in a red wig. Oh. I had to go back to this episode, and sure enough, her wig is blonde. Why did they do that? I am sure many people have written in about this, but I just never noticed it until now. So here's what I did. These extended credits of Aaron bobbing for apples, they've actually been playing since the beginning of this season. So the first thing I did was go back and look at the opening credits. And I even took a screenshot. The extended credits are in Andy's play and Meredith is wearing the blonde wig. Mm -hmm. Just like in this episode. And I thought, oh, well, maybe Emily is just mistaken. So then I went forward to Goodbye, Michael, same credit sequence, her wig is red. What? Yeah, I took screenshots of both. Look, here's the shot from Andy's play. That's Goodbye, Michael. Oh my gosh, that is bizarre. What is that about? Yeah, they clearly went in and recolored the wig for this credit sequence in Goodbye, Michael. But they'd been playing it with a blonde one the whole time, the rest of the season. There's got to be a reason. You know who we're going to ask. We're going to ask Randy. So when we get to it, we'll have an answer. Emily, thank you so much for pointing that out. I know. That was bonkers. Fantastic catch, Emily. In the
1: kitchen, Todd Packer is sitting with a bunch of, well, they're like little brown lunch bags. And they list all these different organs. And the last one is in his lap. And
0: it says trouser mouse. Mm Mm-hmm.
1: Danny says, I don't think that's going to go the way you hope it will.
0: (laughs) Well, Jim's going to come into the kitchen, and he is going to confront Danny. He's going to say, hey, man, I'm just curious. How come you never called my wife back for that date? And Danny's like, really? Mm Mm-hmm. Oh. Packer's like, you're looking for someone to bang your wife? I love that line so much. It made me laugh out loud.
1: Danny says, you know what? The truth is... I didn't call her back because all she talked about was you. She was clearly in love with you. Well, that's not true. No, it's not. There is a deleted scene where you see Jim walk over to Pam, whisper something in her ear, and she looks at him and shakes her head like, nope, uh -uh." (laughs) uh-uh. And then the next scene is them confronting him
0: outside of the men's room. Yeah. And they demand to know the real reason why he never called her. Because if he doesn't tell her, it's just going to keep gnawing at her like, nah, 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 nah.
1: I thought you were so fantastic in the scene again. I looked at the shooting draft to see if there was any stage direction. This was just all you. The only thing they, they spelled out for you was the excuse me.
0: Yes, it was all scripted. One part that I added was that, uh,
1: yes, that was so great. <laughs> all it says in the shooting draft is that you awkwardly
0: exit, and how you chose to do that was all you. I showed the scene to Lee because I said to him, This might be one of the most me performances I've ever <laughs> given. I am a little dorky. And I feel like the writers were on to something about me, Jenna, because I do all of these things in my life. And you also remember stuff. So you would be the one like,
1: nope, nope, it was two. We had a third. You didn't call. That's how it went down.
0: Yeah. They also really made all of this even more awkward by the fact that I am in a full, elaborate, wigged costume. And I'm talking to these two handsome men Just dressed in normal clothes. Yeah. It really even further highlights Pam's dorkiness, and And I love it. And your little flat ponytail (laughs) kept flopping around. I loved doing this scene, and I really am so proud of it. We had a fan question from Ashley W. in Suffolk, Virginia, who said, Why does Danny Cordray disappear after this episode? I loved the character, and Timothy Oliphant isn't too shabby to look at either. I'll tell you, he is mentioned again in Michael's Last Dundies when Michael gives him the hottest in the office award. And there was a little bit where Michael tries to bring Danny up via satellite, and it got cut out. It's in the deleted scenes. You know, the story is that Danny's on the road. It's how we see Todd Packer so infrequently. But this storyline did kind of get unresolved. I agree, Ashley, because that scene was cut from Michael's Last Dundies. We assume that after Michael leaves, Danny is let go. He was a hire we didn't really need. We already had our traveling salesman. Right. But anyway, that you would have had at least a little nugget of information on him. Well, we're about to have a sit down with Gabe,
1: Daryl, and Michael to resolve all of this issue of who brings what information to what department, right? Yeah. Gabe is going to tell Daryl that Daryl needs to get Michael's approval before coming to him with anything. And Daryl says, well, you know what? You're going to miss out on some good ideas. And then Gabe goes, well, then my door is always opened. And this leads to a back and forth where Michael's like, after everything I've done for you. And Daryl looks at Michael and says, listen, Ed Truck hired me. Joe promoted me. Gabe, listen to me. All you've ever done is say no to me. I have ambition. This is part of Daryl's storyline of where his ambition is going to take him. And he's really starting to feel it. Like he has good ideas
0: and they're changing the way the company works. And he's going to have a scene with Andy where he initially says, sometimes I think things were better down in the warehouse. And then Andy goes on this very sort of elaborate metaphor. Using acapella. Yes. And at the end of this scene, Daryl says he does have big plans. Yeah and big ambitions. And we're going to see that storyline now play out through the rest of the series. Yeah. And Michael and Daryl make up.
1: They both decide if they ever disagree with Gabe, they're going to go straight to Joe. And they shake hands on it. Michael says, you know what? Friends fight. Mm Mm-hmm.
0: Well, I like that Daryl got to call Michael out in this episode. He deserved it. Jim is going to have a very sweet talking head. He's going to
1: say, to be honest, I can't believe he didn't call her back. Who doesn't call a dork like that back? And now Jim is going to arrive dressed in the Popeye costume with Cece as Sweet Pea, her
0: hero. How cute did they look all dressed up? I mean, I'm sorry. It was so freaking adorable. Did every woman's heart leap out of her chest when he walked in the door as Popeye carrying Sweet Pea or what? So
1: cute.
0: So cute. The day we
1: filmed that, I took a picture of John in the Popeye costume and holding the sweet little baby. I still have the picture. It's so cute.
0: Well, John is very much like Steve. They both just love kids so much. And John and I would just dote on those little babies all the time. I know. I loved having those girls on set.
1: We are now going to reveal who won the coupon book. We get to see some people flash up their cards, kind of like Survivor style, who Mm -hmm. they wrote down. Mm -hmm. Kelly voted for Oscar. Ryan voted for Oscar. Creed voted for Oscar.
0: Oscar won.
1: Yeah. There was a scene that would have come after this. It's in Deleted Scenes. Creed, Meredith, Ryan, Kelly, and Angela have gathered around Oscar as he reads from the coupon book.
0: Oh, I love this.
1: I feel like they gave Oscar a lot of alts for this. Here are a few that were in the script as well as deleted scenes. Oscar says, who wants $30 off any full fare ticket on a flight to Chicago? Blackout dates apply. (laughs) Who wants a free power boost at Body Shake's Boba Bar? Who wants a 100 megabyte MP3 player special bonus? Does not play iTunes. Who wants a free estimate on carpet cleaning? Oh, look, 5% off your Dunder Mifflin order. Ask for Stan the Man. And then the camera reveals a smiling photo of Stanley from 20 years ago.
0: I have a question. How are people reacting in the scene? Are they getting it? Are they, like, finally getting that maybe the coupon book wasn't great? Or are they still wishing they had the coupon book?
1: No. With each one, they're like, ah, uh, pass, ah. Uh, and then Kelly's like, Oscar, get to the good stuff. <laughs> and then that's when he gets to stand the man. That's
0: great. <laughs> oh, well, guys... That was Costume Contest. Yes, we hope you have a great week. Thanks for listening. Thank you, Randy Cordray. And thanks to Phil Rosenthal for coming in and eating some, in my opinion, disgusting chips. And thank you to all of you. Yes. For sending in all your wonderful messages and gifts. We love you. We love you so much. See you next week. Bye. Thank you for listening to Office Ladies. Office Ladies is produced by Earwolf, Jenna Fisher, and Angela Kinsey. Our show is executive produced by Cody Fisher. Our producer is Cassie Jerkins. Our sound engineer is Sam Kiefer, and our associate producer is Ainsley Bubico. Our theme
1: song is Rubber Tree by Creed Bratton. For ad-free versions of Office Ladies, go to stitcherpremium.com. For a free one-month trial of Stitcher Premium, use code OFFICE.